It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Lefebvre, a voice of the Kansas City Royals on both TV and radio, is with us. Uh, Three years ago, we were celebrating a fantastic World Series and now 27 losses in 31 games. How is this possible, sir? Oh, boy, Patrick. Well, number one, the reason they went to two World Series and won one is that they went all in. Yes. And when they traded for Johnny Cueto and they traded for Ben Zobras to really help the Royals win the World Series in 15, it cost them five prospects. And, and then another thing that hurt the Royals was they had – that core of players under contract through last year and almost all of them were free agents at the same time. So we always knew that there was going to be a a day of reckoning where the guys that helped the team win the world series were going to move on. And that a lot of the prospects that were right on the edge of uh, making it to the big leagues were now with the Cincinnati Reds and the Oakland A's. And of course, you know, the untimely death of Jordano Ventura and a yeah. couple of other top prospects that just didn't pan out. And here we are. That, uh, yeah, the, when they gave up prospects for uh, those two players, uh, they were giving up the, the cream of the crop, too, right? Yeah. And it was mostly pitching. And the Royals had the highest ERA in the major leagues. And, uh, you know, that's the offense is, is scuffling, too. But, you know, when you're giving up the most runs of any team in the major leagues. I don't care how much offense you have. And that's really where the biggest deficiency is right now is, is pitching and specifically uh, in the, in the bullpen. And, and now we've traded away Kelvin Herrera this year yep. and, and got some prospects back. So, you know, the, the attitude though has been really good. Surprisingly, it's, you know, two world series sure help a lot that the fans the line I've always used Patrick in Kansas City is that I think the fans are sad but they're not mad because they understand I mean we had the right of our lives and then the Royals went for it the next two years in 16 and 17 and and didn't quite get back to the playoffs and now there's a regime in place that the fans trust and so I think the fans are actually even though I mean no one's happy with the record but at the same time I think the fans are eager to figure out who can play who's going to be part of the next wave Hey, uh, Ryan LaFever is with us. Ryan, uh, they got a lot of heat last year, as it turned out, for uh, not trading uh, some of their free agents uh, at the deadline. People always have a distorted view of what you're going to get, though, at the deadline. And it looked like the Royals were probably going to be the wild card team. I think they were five games ahead of the Twins on August 1st. But what I'm saying is, like, the Twins are now in that situation. People are saying, well, you got to trade Dozier. Well, okay, you're going to trade Dozier, but you're not going to get nearly what people think you're going to get because the only thing anybody's really looking for at this time of year is pitching. Right. Well, 
two parts to that answer. Number one, because of what the Royals did, because of what the Cubs did, and because of what the Astros did, the last three world champions built from the ground up, and they did it with prospects, they did it with homegrown players, and that's just that's the trend now. And so teams are very reluctant to give up their top prospects. It's because that's just, I think, the even though the so-called uh, sabermetricians and, and numbers guys are knocked because, you know, they didn't play and they're just Ivy League guys, well, I think they've convinced owners that there are ways to win with a long-term approach and you don't have to spend a lot of money now, which is, you know, music to their ears, of course. So it's, it's harder to get those prospects than it was just five years ago because of the trend of the game. And the second part of that, as far as the Royals are concerned, I mean, our, our general manager is in this to win World Series. And, you know, no knock on the, on the Twins because they had an incredible run when they won six of nine divisions. I mean, that is an incredible accomplishment. But I know that there was a frustration among the fan base that the Twins never really just went for it. You know, they, they were very reluctant to trade their prospects. And as a result, they kept losing in the, in the first round of the playoffs. And our general manager wants to win. He wants to win World Series. So while he was criticized for not trading those guys away last year, there was a chance for them to win. And he really felt like if they could get a wild card spot, that they could go deep into the playoffs. And so... You know, there's there's a bill that comes when you do that, and now we're paying that bill. But it's just a different mindset. It's a, it's a World Series mindset as opposed to, hey, let's just get to the playoffs mindset. Uh, Alex Gordon is one guy that they paid, and uh, what what uh, five home runs, fifteen RBIs this year, a uh, little better batting average. But what why what happened to his stardom? Yeah, you know, well, number one. Not to dodge your question, but he's still a fantastic defender. So there's a yeah. there's there is value when he is on the field, and this is a defensive minded team. But I think Patrick, he has always been the hardest worker on the team, and he's always just been able to will himself to improve. And now he's older, and I think he's at a point of his career now where he has to decide whether he wants to continue to try and be what he once was. Or does it, there come a point in his career, just like it does in most careers, where you sit back and you look at your numbers from years ago and you just realize, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to get 50 doubles. I'm not going to get 40 doubles, for that matter. But I'm, a, I'm an athletic, um, flexible player for my age. I can still be a contributor. And I, I think that's where he's right now. He's, he's stuck in between what he used to be and being able to work hard and be that player and realizing that you know time usually wins when it's all said and done, and maybe it's time for him to tr- transition to be a different type of offensive player. Uh, Ryan Lefevre is with us. So uh, the Royals have moved John Jay, of course, in a in a more of a minor trade, and then Calvin Herrera. Herrera they got three players from Washington on June 18th. Uh, a lot of rumors about Mustakas uh, going to Atlanta. Do you think that's going to happen here eventually? Well, I would. I, it would make sense for him. Uh, even though he doesn't have any control over this. But it makes sense for him, and it makes sense for the Royals for them to make that trade because, you know, as Dayton Moore, our general manager, put it, you know, they need to find out who can play. And when the Royals win again, and you're looking at two, three, four years down the road when they're, you know, competitive and can start thinking about winning divisions, he's not going to be here for that. So I think it benefits him uh, because he's getting to a point in his career now where, uh, you know, if he's going to get 
some sort of multi-year contract, which he did not get this past offseason, then he needs to get in a winning environment and, you know, show the world that, you know, there's still fuel in the tank. And the Royals, the Royals need to move on. You know, they need to figure out who's going to be the next third baseman. So he's been playing some first base lately, Patrick, and I think that's in part to showcase him that the teams that, you know, may not just typecast him as a third baseman, but he can also play first base. He certainly could be a designated hitter. But I think he's on that list. Uh, I know a lot of teams have shown interest in Whit Merrifield. He's, he's having a great year. And to be honest, I think everybody's on the table right now as long as it makes the Royals better. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking, trying to figure this out, and Whit Merrifield was a nice extra player when the Royals were winning, and now he's your best player, basically. That uh, well, that kind of tells you, you know. Yeah, he could. He's he's very he's a very interesting case because he could be for another team what Ben Zobrist was for the Royals when they won in '15, and that's a player that can play all over the field. So you know, if your left fielder needs a day off, you can throw Whit there. If you're uh, second baseman needs a day off. You can put with there. right field, center field, you name it. He's first base. I mean, he, he's filled in at first base too, and that's what Ben Zobrist was. He, he he was the glue of that team because when other guys needed a day off, he could he could fill in at that position, and there was no drop in production. So that's that's the benefit. The other benefit is he's still a controllable player. He has two more two. He has three more years of control after this year, so they could have him long term. But he's 28 or 29 years old, so um, so I, I know there are teams that would love to have him. He, he's a great commodity for the Royals to have to help reload their farm system. But I think the industry is torn as to you know what you should give up for somebody like Whit Merrifield. Uh, how about Salvi? What's uh, Salvi staying put? I think so. I mean, he has a very team-friendly contract for three more years. Uh, he's uh, he's having a, a really down offensive season. He's still he's still very good defensively, and that's the reason why he made the All Star team was his defense, not his offense. But um, I'm, I mean, I'm by no means am I flying the flag of you need to trade Salvador Perez. But I do believe if the Royals made a trade that benefited them, I think it would benefit Salvador to go into a winning environment. And I think what it, what what we've learned with the guys that won the World Series here and went to two World Series, Patrick, is this is harder on them than it is the younger players because they know what it's like to win. I mean, they know what it's like to have a parade and be hoisting the trophy over their heads. So this is really tough for them to deal with. And for some of them, I think getting back into um, a winning situation would not just feel good, but I think they would take their game back to their ordinary levels. Some of these ERAs for uh, pretty good pitchers are uh, amazing. I mean, Danny Duffy, five one nine. Uh, Hamill was over six. Uh, he's been been put in the bullpen now. Ian Kennedy, five eleven. In an era when uh, pitching is dominating the game, uh, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> well, we you know we going in. I mean, we really thought the rotation was gonna be a strength, not maybe a strength in the league, but a strength for this team because there was experience and there were guys that, you know, could give you innings, but um, a lot of the experienced pitchers have not performed this year. Danny Duffy's pitching a lot better recently, by the way, his, his, and he's really turned the season around over his last seven or eight starts, so he's not a 5-ERA guy anymore, but yeah, it's been a struggle for uh, Ian Kennedy, Jason Hamill, you mentioned, has been um, sent to the bullpen. Jacob Junis got off to a fantastic. Yeah, he was great early. Man. He was great. Now he's lost seven in a row, and they they put him on the disabled list. And 
We have a Rule 5 kid named Brad Keller who's been really, really good, really impressive. And uh, and then, you know, but the, the trade market, among others, for the Royals team was the back end of that bullpen. You know, and, and they started a trend now of teams. You know, there's, I, think, I think I read somewhere there's 12 teams that have spent more money on their bullpen than their starting rotation. And that's just that's just simply that's just not a strength of the team. And you know the Royals just got swept by the Red Sox at home over the weekend. They got outscored sixteen five from the seventh inning on. Oof. And that's just not Royals baseball. And that's where the Royals would make hay in the seventh inning and on. And now they're they're losing a lot of games in the later innings. What do you think of this division, Woofda? <laughs> well, you know I'm kind of used to it because yeah. I remember when the Indians were the class of the division. Yes. Early on, a lot of times they were the only good team. And then when the Twins were dominating the division, a lot of times they were the only good team. So for whatever reason, I mean, it is it is feast or famine in the, in the central division. And um, I'd imagine the fans around here are a bit frustrated because Cleveland has not been as good as many people had predicted, and that would have been an opportunity for the Twins. Yeah, it 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 might have been, although uh, they 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 have uh, serious issues. A lot of people, uh, I uh, we talk to Buster and Timmy Kirkton uh, regularly, and uh, there's just these batting averages all around baseball. There's just some guys who cannot handle the modern velocity. Uh, Logan Morris and somebody plus these shifts are killing left-handed hitters. Yeah, yeah, and then you know this whole you know we're back into this you know even though. Well, not as many steroids are in the game now as it used to be, but we're almost back in the steroid era now of everyone just swinging for the fences again. And so, which is great. You know, if you get a three run home run, that's great. But the team's ability now to score one run when they need one run by moving a base runner, I mean, they're just, the ability just isn't there anymore. And there's a lot of players who, you know, they get a big spike in home runs one year and it just wrecks their career because <laughs> they think they're home run hitters. And so, you can hit the home runs and you can score runs. That's great, but it seems like Plan B and Plan C are very hard to come by offensively in today's game. Hey Ryan, uh, thanks for your time. We will see you at the yard tonight. You, you got it, Patrick. Good to talk with you. All right, Ryan Lefevre, one of the uh, broadcasters for the Kansas City Royals, former Gopher, of course. I should have asked him about the Gophers. He was on Twitter uh, helping to celebrate the uh, Gophers' nice run in the NCAA tournament this year. We'll be back. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Swing and a ground ball left side with the shift on. It's off the glove of the third baseman into left field. Soto scores. Goodwin to the plate. He'll score. Mark Reynolds has driven in 10. Ground ball right side. Matt Adams. And Mark Reynolds has a no-hitter. Going into his next big league appearance. He didn't cover first. What are you thinking? <laughs> All right. Is it, this guy's one of the goofiest players in Major League Baseball, Mark Reynolds, because he's always available. Right. Because he strikes out 200 times a year. <laughs> he was striking out before it was fashionable. Yes, okay? he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this has got to be a first for a position player in Major League history, doesn't it? On Saturday night, he had 10 RBIs. He became only the 15th player in Major League history to have 10 RBIs. And and then yesterday, when they were getting killed by Miami, he pitched a scoreless inning. 
He went from 10 RBIs to pitching. Uh, he was signed. He was a free agent uh, basically last year. And he had a good year for Colorado last he, year, Yeah, too. he had a bunch of home runs, but they all end up bailing out on him because they can't, because his strikeouts drive him crazy, right? So well, that and he's not really a, he doesn't really does, have a position. So they they finally moved him off third and started playing him at first, but he has been in last year. I got to look up his Colorado numbers here. Okay, last year Rockies uh, drove in ninety some runs, thirty home runs, ninety some runs, and he didn't have a job until April twelfth. When the Nats signed him to a minor league contract, he didn't get called up for a month. And uh, now he's uh, knocking in 10 runs in a game. Has got uh, 10 home runs and 25 uh, RBIs already playing part-time. He's basically been platooning at first base with Matt Adams. But uh, this guy's phenomenal now. He's 35 years old. And as I said, he he hits two home runs, goes 5-for-5 with two home runs and 10 RBIs. And uh, that and Friday night, by the way, when they came back, they were down. They had the team meeting, right? The famous mm-hmm. team meeting. They were down nine. <laughs> nothing. They were down nine. Oh, <laughs> when they came back to win it, uh, he hit a uh, a walk off one. No, wait. They they came back to win it fourteen to twelve, and then in the uh, the the extra inning game, three to three or whatever it was, Reynolds hit a walk off winner. Then he had knocked in 10 runs. Then he pitched a scoreless inning. The guy's had an amazing career. You know what's funny and about that Friday night game, too? Uh, so they're down nine. They came back to take the ten to take the lead 10 to nine. They built it to 14 to nine. Then they damn near gave it they away. They were holding again. up again. <laughs> but here's the deal he's a 25 year old kid with the Diamondbacks, right? Mm hmm. Uh, his first year, he plays part time. They call him up during the year. He goes. 17 and 62 in uh, 366 ABs. He also struck out 129 times. 2008, 9, and 10, the next three years, he struck out 204, 223, and 211. I was just looking at it, yeah. And this is, okay, now people look at it and they say, oh, that's a lot. Back then, 223 is the major league record. Still the major league record, most ever, I believe. He, from 2008 to 2011, I just did the math, he struck out 834 times in four years. Yes. Now his strikeouts have been a little lower lately, but he's been, okay, four years of the Diamondbacks, two with the Orioles, one with the Indians, one with the Yankees. I can't even remember him. Oh, he was Indians and Yankees, same season. I can't remember him being going to the Yankees 2013. 2014, the Brew Crew. Uh, 2015, the Cardinals. Uh, he did have a real good year with the Cardinals. Then two years with the Rockies, and now he's with the Nationals. And you would think that he wouldn't have had such a hard time getting a job because of the way people don't worry about strikeouts anymore. And that and the fact that he can still produce yeah, a little oh, bit. Yeah, he does produce. I mean, he drove in 90 runs last year. Uh, but by the way, did you see who the, uh, twins released yesterday or two days ago? Chris Carter. Who oh, some, I didn't see that. I uh, missed Some that. people here were saying, call up Chris Carter. He'd be better well, than such play? and such. Well, I don't think that'd be an issue. <laughs> play him anywhere. But, uh, he was hitting 230 in Rochester or something. So they let mm-hmm. him go. And, uh, but, uh, Mark Reynolds, 
certainly when you hit a walk-off in extra innings and then you drive in 10 and then you pitch a, a, a scoreless inning, that qualifies you as sports person Absolutely. of the day. Mark Reynolds. Uh, so I know you got the... The all-time strikeout record, Mark, but this will make up for it. You know, the sports person of the day. When I heard you building up that case, I, I really think I've gotten very good at my Roycey prediction mind, and I really thought you were going with the Sano cheap shot there, but I'm I was wrong. I was wrong. Well, I already went with the Sano cheap shot about the tunnel, about the cave. Oh, that's, that's that true. I'm I'm restricting myself to one a day. to one a day. Okay, well that's good. Yes, uh, you know, well you're maturing. Uh, yes. I, a, I think he would have gotten out of the cave just fine, but B, he could have lost 20, and that would have been a... Now, I, I don't want to make any... I shouldn't be making any cave jokes until we get all 12 Until all the kids, kids are out of there. Yeah. All 13 of the kids. Now, the dumbass coach who took him down there, I'm not so worried about he him. He needs to be last. He does. Yeah. He, he definitely, and he <laughs> is going to be last. But 18-4 uh, to 4 win Saturday over the Marlins. Uh, Mark Reynolds becomes the 15th player to drive in 10 runs. That's uh, pretty good. We'll be back. Off the uh, Sportscaster Idol contest here at uh, at fifteen hundred ESPN, and now we certainly want you to people who would like to own your uh, you know get a chance to uh, host your own sports talk show to participate and go follow the rules whatever they are. But we have to admit there is a front runner for the position. You got to put Clamato in or it ain't going to taste right. What? I don't think it's going to be very tough to beat out Randy from Cottage Grove, but uh, take your best shot. If Randy does not submit an entry, this is a failed exercise. Yes, it is. Randy from Cottage How about How about co-host? A contest oh. to be the co-host with Randy because if Randy wants it, it's got to be Randy. Well, and right? you know what else? You know who else we should have? As long as we're going down this path, Sportscast to Idol here on fifteen hundred ESPN. A couple of years ago, we came up with the idea of Roycey and. No, it ain't about get back on. It's about trying to win. So that's all my folks. We don't care if we was on the road this week. Uh, right. At home, this week. we got to win this game. We got to, we got to win. It was the Pat and Pat show. The Pat and Pat show. Pat show. Pat show would have been a ratings phenomenon. A bonanza. Yes. Couldn't understand either of us. No. Here's uh, Johnny Height. Uh, hang on. Imagine Pat Williams and Sam Cassell. Yeah, that would hosting a radio show. <laughs> that would be radio gold. I think with Sammy. You, know, like, you talked about love, like if, uh, like so all front folks got to play good. We got to press on the ball, uh, like, 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 like get them all balanced. Got it. I think with Sammy, we would have had to have a finger on the button. No. Probably, yeah. Uh, Sammy, uh, they could have done a satellite language. show. Yes. <laughs> well, we would have made a bill, big, big billboard, though, with Sammy doing the Sammy dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, yeah. Uh, a picture of Sammy doing the Sammy dance. I'd say greatest moment in uh, Timberwolves history. <laughs> His dance, the running down dance. the court. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. the 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 whole uh, game with the Sacramento game seven that was yeah. great. But Sammy running down the court, holding him, <laughs> holding himself up was the finest moment. Holding ever. the boulders, as yes, you say. right. Yeah. <laughs> this update sponsored by Jersey Mike Subs. Uh, Want to win a rocking trip from Jersey Mike's and Pepsi? Stop into Jersey Mike's today to enter. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends August fourteenth. See official rules at PepsiRockThisWay.com. Uh, Royals in town tonight to open up a three-game series against the Twins. Jose Barrios, newly picked 
for the American League All-Star team. Goes against lefty Danny Duffy in tonight's game. Your Minnesota Twins lineup to face Mr. Duffy. Goes Maurer at first base. Rosario hitting second at left field. Dozier at second base hitting third. Escobar hitting cleanup at third base. Robbie Grossman in right field hitting fifth. Uh, Mitch Garver, he's DHing tonight, hitting sixth. Max Kepler in center field hitting seventh. Jorge Polanco hitting eighth at shortstop. And Williams Ostadio catching. Bobby Wilson hitting ninth and catching. What is the, why does Paul Molitor hate Williams Ostadio? That's what I want to know. I saw your tweet yesterday. I'm you very upset. Him in the lineup, Let's get yeah. him in there. Yeah. Did you? Hey, the uh, the guy with the uh, volleyball uh, with the Wilson head on it was pretty good though in the stands. Did you oh, see I did that? not see that. Yeah, oh, right. Oh. The uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, oh, his name was Wilson. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some guy in the, had Wilson, and then Wilson knocked in three runs. I was going to say the perfect day too because he got the two hits. Twins have never oh, lost a game when Bobby Wilson had three RBIs. That's right. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Bobby Wilson, Ostadio, and and the like, they've got the the vote Rosie. Uh, t-shirts to get Eddie in the All-Star game, but they forgot one. Ostadio didn't get one. What? Every other guy on the team got a t-shirt except for Wilson. Oh, well, they probably didn't have the right size. <laughs> well, that okay. could be. Uh, by the way, except the Rosie is the... Uh, is I like it. Yeah, uh, it's, it makes a lot of sense to a guy's like me. Somebody had to explain it to, apparently, on the this dumbass show, The Bachelor, they uh, do that. Well, guess what? Those are we aren't baseball fans. We don't know what the hell you're talking uh, about yeah. with except the Rosie. I didn't know either. And you idiots come up with the worst <laughs> slogans in the history of mankind. Get yourself a new ad agency. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Just I, my opinion. I'm glad that oh, you were here by circle. I'm glad that you said that because I had no idea what it was about either. No, now I, I know. Some, I know somebody told me. Uh, so. You have to admit, though, this was a long time ago. But get to know him was a pretty good slogan. Yes. Well, that was three ads agencies ago. <laughs> Okay, with the thank you. with the uh, WNBA All Star Game approaching and voting, we got in, another one. Run another one of those Buxton ads are well timed. With the uh, WNBA All Star Game approaching and voting in its final day, as fans have until Thursday to vote, Wolves coach Cheryl Reeve put in a plug for her players today after practice. Uh, in nobody fact, believed in us. In fact, <laughs> she put in a plug for all of them. She said she'd like to uh, have all of her players starting in the. Uh, game, of course, that's not going to happen. The early mm-hmm. fan voting returns have Link Star Maya Moore with the most votes and Center Sylvia Fowles eighth. But Reeve would like fans, especially local fans, to vote in as many links to the team as possible. She said, I know how it would make me feel. It took us a long time to get the All-Star game here for a variety of reasons. This group deserves and let's that. make it a farce. Now that it took all this time to get an All-Star game, let's make it a farce. That would be a good idea. Way to go, Cheryl. The All-Star game is July 28th at Target Center. The uh, Lynx had a little bit of a up-and-down week Ooh, last week. Yes. A bad uh, loss to a bad Indiana team on Tuesday yes. and then lost to and Chicago they, they over the, the weekend. beat the Sparks. Beat the Sparks. Beat over the weekend. And then got beat by terrible Chicago over the weekend. Did they lose to Indiana because nobody believed in them? I don't know. I'm so sick of hearing that. The uh, NASCAR (laughs) TV numbers continue to decline. Uh Uh-oh. A lot, actually. After a 10% viewership decline overall across Fox and NBC last year, first half of this year's season on Fox took a larger plunge. Uh, Apparently, they're worried because, uh, well, they think it's uh, declining in popularity and because Dale Earnhardt Jr. retired. Uh, Adam, yeah, but he hadn't won. I don't think Junior's got much to do with it, Johnny. 
Adam Stern of Sports Business Journal uh, said the 14 races on Fox and FS1 averaged 3.9 million viewers, down 19% or almost a million viewers from last year's 4.8 average on the same two stations. The Washington Post had a good piece in their magazine on this last month. The Mm -hmm. average age of the NASCAR TV viewer in one decade has gone from 49 to 58. Really? They got a bigger problem than baseball with age. Is it because of the cord cutters too? Is yeah, that well? That but a lot of it is just young. It, young youth doesn't care about cars. Mm. Cord cutters would matter because it's on Fox. So yeah. oh, good point. Yeah, uh, it's down almost thirty percent from twenty sixteen. When you think about that, wow. that's a big number. Uh, Fox execs say are saying there's a bigger picture to consider, but they say they would like to turn around this trend. All right, Johnny, thank you. you uh, we got Wetmore. I'll do a quick little report from Target Field when we get back. Derek Wetmore uh, with us. Derek, three years after winning the World Series, the Kansas City Royals have lost 27 out of 31. That's unfathomable. Yeah, nine in a row, too, Pat. It's yeah. uh, it's ugly in Kansas City right now. And you saw it last year. They sort of loaded up at the deadline for one more go. And uh, they didn't pay it off. And now they're sort of paying the price for those years of adding pieces at the deadline. Yeah, now I think they got a lot of heat last year. I was talking to Ryan Lefevre earlier for uh, not dumping everybody at uh, the at the trading deadline. Well, they they actually were what four or five games ahead of the Twins. They were leading the wild card race, and you'd never get as much, especially if you're trading position players, as the fans think you're going to get. It just it doesn't yeah. work out that way. Now it'll be interesting to see what Baltimore ends up uh, getting for Machado because they got to uh, obviously move him, and they got to get two or three teams involved in the bidding. I would think, and they'll get something for him. But most of the time, you're just looking for pitching. Yeah, and I mean the same would be true. I'd argue on the pitching side with if it's not the elite guys like I. A lot of people talking to me, Pat, on social media or on our newsletter on the website saying, you got to get something right now for Lance Lynn. Well, I got bad news for the fans that want to get a lot for Lance Lynn. There's not a playoff team that's going to give you a real prospect for two months of Lance Lynn. You're going to get Jim Holy and Brett Jacobson. If you're lucky. Yeah, somebody like that, that the the guys that they ended up getting for, uh, what, that's J.J. Hardy. J.J. Hardy. J.J. Hardy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... uh, yeah, it's uh, people are always disappointed, but there's also you're not going to give a uh, qualifying offer to Lance Lynn. In fact, you can't, right? Isn't that part right. of their deal? So yeah, it, when when he's been offered one before, part of the CBA path is that you can't offer a guy twice because otherwise yeah. that's going to cost him maybe for his whole career. So the guys that I'd be looking at for that with the Twins would be uh, the second baseman and Eduardo Escobar. Those are two guys you might put the qualifying offer on, but yeah, you. Legally, you're not allowed to do that. Do you think they're afraid to sign Escobar because it would offend Dozier? I can see them sign. I I think they'll sign Eddie, don't you? I would like to see that, and I don't know positionally how it fits. Because if you're fast-forwarding this thing here, well, don't you think Miguel Sanel's probably the first man? Yes. Uh, There are are a number of things I'd say that complicate it. It's Joe Maurer, it's Miguel Sanel, and uh, even... Nick Gordon, who could play into the picture as early as this September or next year, so well, he could be uh, he he could be there as soon as Dozier's traded. I would think. Yeah, and I, I would just say the decision on Dozier to me it comes down to: Do you wait and offer him the qualifying, or do you trade him now before the deadline? 
on Escobar, I think I'd be tempted to sign him just like you. Yeah, I think Dozier will. Uh, I think Dozier will get traded, but they're not. As I said, they're people, we're not going to get as the Twins are not going to get as much as people expect them to get. But Boston, I see there's a story we put it on our website. I don't know where the report comes from that uh, Fernando Rodney would be interest the Red Sox, and again, that would be for some Class A prospect. I wonder if you send both of them there if you could get if you could get a Swihart or somebody. Yeah, I mean, that was a Jerry Krasnick report that the Red Sox are sort of looking for bullpen, and that's no surprise. They're also probably looking for a second baseman. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what a guy like Fernando Rodney will return because his numbers overall don't look great. But as you know, Pat, you take out that bad April, I mean, he's got really good numbers, a two-something ERA, and he's striking out almost 30% of the batters he faces. I mean, that's, that's late-inning reliever kind of stuff, and just – might be too bad for the Twins if they're looking to get something really good. Uh, that that April really hurts his overall numbers. My trade prediction for a starter is uh, not. I mean, Lance Lynn might move, but uh, not not for very much. Uh, my trade prediction is Kyle Gibson. I think they're going to trade yeah. him. I can see it. Both he and Jake Odorizzi are in an interesting spot. Where, yeah, I mean, the team could be competitive next year. They've got one year of team control left. But both of those guys, they could stand the chance to get you a real player, whereas Lance Lynn, I, I just I don't know what you're going to get for him at the trade deadline. I don't see too much value in two months of him for a contender. I always ask myself this, um, if you're the seller, Pat, think about yourselves from the shoes of the contender. Would I want this guy starting game three in a playoff series? And if the answer is no, you're not getting anything. Yeah, um, Kyle that's, Gibson. That's, you could actually kind of see that the way he's pitching lately. Yeah, if you're, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in a club with a little bit of an iffy rotation, and yeah, he's, light, been, yeah. he's been okay. I just don't see the Twins. You know, they do have one more year of control, but I don't see them offering him a big contract. So uh, I, I think it'll, it's going to be interesting. They're going to move a bunch of guys for sure. But uh, as again, I don't think they will get the return. So uh, what? Uh, what was the word today? Uh, the the post uh, Eddie Rosario didn't make yeah. the All Star team. Word today, they're all mad as heck. It's uh, mm-hmm. I, I think everyone's happy for Jose Barrios for you know for making it, and yeah. I think deservedly so. He's one of the ten or fifteen best pitchers in the American League, and every team's got to get one. But yeah, people in the clubhouse are a little perturbed about the fact that the guy who they perceive to be their best player isn't going. And now he needs a final vote to get there, and he's going up against some uh, big markets. <laughs> Giancarlo hit a home run today, by the way. He's up to 21 now. Yeah, uh, well, and he's got the New York market. Uh, yes. Ben Intendi's got the Boston market. That's a tough, tough climb for Rosario. I always wonder, though, do injury replacements make an extra spot for somebody? For sure, for pitchers. You see five yeah. pitchers back out every single year. But on the position player side of things, that's a little bit tougher. And, yeah, guys. Guys in the clubhouse seem to know that. Uh, well, here's uh, here's uh, Verlander. I saw a good quote from him today, or a good whether it was a quote or a tweet. That the problem is they have him voting like three weeks ago by mail instead of uh, <laughs> instead of doing it on the iPad twenty four hours before it's announced. That's that, right. Which, and- I mean, why why do they still send out a paper ballot to pl- have pay- pay- players still fill out a paper ballot two yeah, weeks ahead only- of time? The only answer I can give you that is it's Major League Baseball. That's right. Why would they do anything uh, uh, in 2018? Uh, You know what? Jake Odorizzi gave an interesting idea yesterday, talking to a couple of reporters, and said it's just 
what he's he's not offended necessarily, but he, he realizes that guy's career earnings do sort of hinge on if you get to the game. Not not just like the contract bonus, yes. but he's saying, you know, if you go to free agency as a two time all star, you've got a little bit more clout than if you go in having never been on the roster. So he was saying uh, in defense of Rosario, why not have the players? pick it every player that's going to go pick the whole team because we know who's good he said and then if the fans are still going to be a part of it which he wants them to be let them vote for the starting lineup that way that guys aren't getting that's that's pretty much what it is oh okay but jake here's the problem you guys do a horse bleep job of voting that's uh that's the problem you guys we were better off when the media was doing it than you guys you stink as voters because you don't pay enough attention that's uh well i can tell you they go back on reputation they say hey this guy's been good for three four years brantley to avoid the pop-up brantley that's a perfect example brantley could be in a cast and not play for three months and he and be on the all-star team because he got two hits one day i i don't get oh, it you're just you're just offended that eddie rosario didn't make it there. oh i am and i'm also offended <laughs> that we let ryan lamar leave to go to the white Sox. yeah what the hell's wrong with, with this club he's your guy well i i do think it that could be good news for byron buxton i think that uh you don't need this glut of outfielders and Jake Cave has played pretty well, too, Pat. We can't uh, yeah, go without right. giving him his due. So that's they, right. I think they're just looking at the numbers and saying, I need the roster spot. Uh, I think uh, we talked about this when those two guys first went to the minor leagues, but I'm almost convinced now you'll see Buxton well before you see Miguel Sano back in the big league. Oh, I'm a, I agree with that. And I want Williams Astadio in the lineup, too. If something's wrong with Paul Molitor, he's anti-Williams Astadio. I'm very upset. I got to go here. Thanks, Derek. All right, Pat. Good yeah. talking to you. Bye. Manny Hill, what is your daily complaint, I've been sir? Complaining all day. What do you guys got? <laughs> what do you my, got, Manny? My daily complaint is that it's Monday after the uh, July Fourth, and traffic and everything is back, back to normal. To normal. Oh, so it was so much driving fun to last work week is now a pain in the rear end again. It was so fun going through that tunnel at eighty miles an hour. Yep. What do you got there, Reaver? Uh My daily complaint is with all those people that are mad about the All Star Game selections. I'm only saying that just to get you going, basically, is what no, I No, I'm not that angry, but, you know, it's stupid <laughs> to let players vote. They're dummies. They're a bunch of naughty. I like Verlander's idea, though. T- yes, I do. I too. like Verlander's idea. I about- told you, I voted. I was, I was the sporting news guy for the Golden Glove votes and had to go to these morons. And basically, they'd say, hey, who's a good shortstop? You know, they don't pay any attention to anybody but themselves. <laughs> and the guys that are out. kind of in their division, they other outside of that, yeah, you're right. They don't know a Just lot. Just let of somebody pick them out. Let let Kirk Jun pick one team and all they pick the other, you'd be better off. Plus, I know why else you're mad. Why? You want Eddie in the in the home run derby. Oh yeah, Eddie'd be fun in the home run derby. Because he'll go up there uh, hacking. Mm-hmm. Hey, he'll say the the batting practice. Where do you want it? Eddie's like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I'm hey. gonna swing at it anyway. Right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Twins red hot after beating the mighty O's now have the challenge of the Royals. And boy, that place will be jumping tonight.